0: You're listening to Indigenous Boom, a podcast by the Atlantic Policy Congress of First Nation Chief Secretariat, featuring conversations on indigenous health, education, and economic prosperity. Now your host, Krista
1: Thompson. Today on Indigenous Boom, we're gonna continue our conversation with the Fisheries Department of the Atlantic Policy Congress of First Nation Chiefs. Today, we get to talk to Mitch Downton. He is a Policy Analyst for Energy and Environment for the Atlantic Policy Congress in the APC Fisheries and Integrated Resource Department. He frequently reviews documents to support policy development for responsible implementation of environmental and energy legislation. Thank you, Mitch, for talking to us today. Please tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: So my name is Mitch Downton. I'm the Policy Analyst for Climate Change here at the Atlantic Policy Congress. First Nations Chiefs. I did my undergrad actually uh, in the University of Guelph with uh, a double major in zoology and political science and then from there I did my master's um, at Dalhousie University actually in uh, resource environmental management and um, from that education that's how I got uh, the job at APC. I first came on as a regional climate change coordinator back in 2018 and from there I transitioned into a policy analyst for energy and environment. And now I'm, I'm sitting as policy analyst for climate change. So
1: that's great. So you have um, a really diverse background. So you have a lot probably to offer. That's wonderful. Um, can you tell us about what it is you do in terms of climate change policy?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So m- my title is policy analyst for climate change, but I do kind of look at um of all kinds of environmental issues and clean energy issues, energy efficiency issues, things like that. Kind of anything under that umbrella I kind of I do look at. Um, so one of the main things I do is analyze provincial and federal policy um, relating to climate change, environmental issues, um, clean energy, things of that nature, and see how it, it could affect our uh, Atlantic First Nation communities. Um, I also, I currently am facilitating the Climate Change, or the First Nations Climate Change Advisory Committee. What we tried to do is get uh, climate change leaders um, all across the Atlantic that are working in First Nation communities and try to get them together virtually all in one room um, and to kind of talk about what they're working on and to see if we can kind of share lessons learned from, um, from all across the Atlantic. And we'll have guest speakers in and, and to present what the, um, information that could be useful to, to these folks working. Um, and also, one of the main things I do, I organize a lot of events, um, so either conferences or workshops, um, to try to get community members together. Um, well, before COVID, this was definitely physically uh, together in one room to try to, again to kind of just share share lessons um, and to share information as well. It could be useful.
1: What do you enjoy about your work here at APC?
0: I'd say one of the main things I enjoy is is doing the, the conferences and, and the workshops and the events and, and traveling out and, and, and meeting all the community members. Um, I just think having everyone, having expertise in the same room um, is something that's really important, especially like sharing lessons, uh, lessons learned and, and sharing those opportunities. Um, I think that's important and it, I guess it makes me feel good knowing that I'm, I'm kind of helped to facilitate that. Um, and I just think meeting, folks face to face. I know Zoom is great and, and all, but I think meeting folks face to face and kind of hearing their story is really important. It's definitely my favorite part of the job.
1: How does this work benefit Indigenous communities?
0: Yeah, so I think um, the the three main things I do, they all kind of all point towards the same goal, which is just trying to provide either communications or funding opportunities. Or capacity opportunities to um, community members and to um, organizations that the communities work closely with whether that would be through workshops or conferences or um, or the Advisory Committee where we can kind of send out some different funding opportunities that we receive from either the Assembly of First Nations or from um, provincial or federal governments and kind of let the communities know hey this this info could be important um, it could be quite useful for you guys to, to maybe check out, um, and then also analyzing policy as well. We can kind of let's say policy is coming down the pipeline. Uh, we can kind of get a hold of it quick and say, "Hey, oh, listen, this might be um, this might be of note for for certain communities. Um, we'll, we'll let you know about that, that way. So, I think those um, those three things kind of really help committee members out.
1: Well, climate change seems to be a priority for all levels of government right now um is there anything coming down the pipe that um in terms of funding or opportunities that people should be aware of because i know that climate change you know 2030 is the magic number you know we have to get we have to get moving
0: yeah for sure I, there there is different um provincial a, a lot of the provinces are kind of have their own net zero plan as you said and so they're going to be providing different opportunities. I don't know of any off the cuff, but I guess an example, I was um, I was in a meeting this week with Nova Scotia because they are laying out a new um, coastal zone um, policy about kind of what can be built within coastal zone, taking climate change into consideration. And so as I kind of learn more about that policy and how it could potentially affect community members, I definitely uh, can write a briefing on that and, and let the right people know.
1: Great. That's really interesting because, um, climate change is, it's, it's, it affects everything right now. It really does. So so yeah, we really have to be cognizant when we're, when we're thinking of opportunities in our communities that really do address the climate change issue. If I'm a youth and I'm, I'm interested in working in climate change, what, what would you suggest, um, I do what what kind of studies would I take um how would how would a youth get involved in in this field of study
0: yeah that's a great question um I would just well the simple answer is just you know get involved and learn more information um I guess I would try to work with a local organization maybe like a local AROM, um which is an aboriginal aquatic resource ocean management group but they work closely with community members and they they do a lot of on the ground research And so, especially for Atlantic First Nation youth, maybe try to see if they have any summer student openings um, to really try to get that field work under the belt. Um, And and I guess this question also ties nicely into another event that I'm that I'm planning. Um, We're doing a a youth climate change virtual gathering, and we're supposed to have it um, middle of November, 2021. Basically, we we kind of, we saw this question come up before and we, we really wanted to, to try to get youth involved. And so we want to have um, um, academics and universities come and present and maybe say, hey, this is some potential programs. If, if youth are interested in attending universities, hey, this is some climate change style programs that you can attend. And we also wanted to have, the plan was to get um, professionals that are working in the environmental or climate change field better First Nation background to kind of tell their story and how they got into the field. So maybe to kind of inspire some youth who wanna maybe do the same thing as well. And so that, um, we're gonna have more information very shortly in the coming weeks about that. But I think that, a little plug obviously, but it it is maybe gonna be a pretty good opportunity for youth to kind of get involved in the climate change sector. Yeah, that's
1: excellent because I know um, a lot of people were trained in oil and gas and, you know, apparently, you know, that's going to get phased out, I hope, soon. Um, but I heard that a lot of the skills are transferable from oil and gas to um, the environmental technologies and the new clean tech opportunities like solar, wind, and all of those different things. So that's kind of some exciting um, news for people who, you know, were are really sad about the the collapse of the oil and gas industry
0: i guess <laughs> yeah no that's a great point i i have heard there there is a lot of opportunity for retraining especially some of those folks that yeah they, that were trained in oil and gas and now you know the, the trend definitely is to go renewable to go clean and, and but i there, there's a lot of infrastructure that needs to be laid so i it is good that there is retraining opportunities for people that were trained here.
1: Yeah, so I'm sector. excited to see about the opportunities for our communities in terms of employment, yeah. um, because it seems like that you know climate change is on the tip of everybody's tongue, and with the election now too, I'm sure there's going to be more opportunities after. So it's exciting. It's a new, arising sector. You know, I think we all thought about climate change, but we're really seeing the effects now. So. The work you're doing is extremely important, and I, I thank you for taking the time today to speak to us.
0: Well, thanks for having me, Chris. That was my pleasure.
1: Is there anything else I could, you'd like to add?
0: Oof, not at this time. I think just um, a- another plug for any youth wanting to attend our, our event. In
1: so November. if they wanted to contact you or get more information, where would be the best way for anyone to do that? sure
0: so um my email is mitch.downton at apcfnc.ca so if anyone has any questions at all they could they could fire uh, fire off an email to that i think our website also has some different ways to contact us as well so that would be apcfnc.ca for more information
1: all right wonderful thank you so much all right have a great day thanks thank you for listening to indigenous boom the new podcast from the Atlantic Policy Congress of First Nation Chiefs Secretariat.